Domestic terrorism is a form of terrorism where victims within a country are targeted by a perpetrator with the same citizenship as the victims. Interestingly enough, thought leaders in the United States are starting to label people that are proud of their country and are also Christian as domestic terrorists. Is this a precursor to the coming Christian persecution? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at one eight seven seven in time. That's one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We're posing the question today: Are you a domestic terrorist? Uh, you'll be surprised at what people are calling domestic terrorists now. People like former President George Bush and Hillary Clinton, and the list goes on and on. Uh, We will get into that in detail. Before we do, I want to remind you that the Bible tells us that God's wrath is coming in the form of sores, darkness, great hail, people being scorched with immense heat, and more. Now, what if I told you there was a way for you to be immune of this gruesome judgment? There is a way. You can eliminate fear about the wrath of God and understand how to have peace in the end time by watching our brand new teaching video the seven vials. You can go to endtime.com slash DVD to watch the trailer and learn more. Uh, But for this month only, you can get a copy of the seven vials DVD with a gift of any amount, and you'll be one of the first to receive our brand new lesson. It covers exactly what will take place as God's wrath is poured out on the earth and what you need to know to have peace during this time. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or give us a call at 800 end time to be one of the first to receive that new DVD. The number is 800-363-8463. You know, Doug, in there, we're talking about how this video is going to help you have peace, and it does. (laughs) Peace is something that's not so popular right now. I mean, uh, with, with COVID, you know, we have this this new surge that's being pushed on the media and everywhere else you you look and there are people that are hurting there are people that are sick but um you know everyone who gets covid starts thinking about dying immediately i have uh many friends who have uh, recently come out of covid and everyone that i've talked to they told me they thought they might die Uh, as soon as they got it you know started thinking about what is that going to happen with their spouse and their kids and so forth? And, and so there's all this fear being pushed, whether it's COVID or the list goes on and on. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of good news today if you're watching the mainstream stuff. And so yeah. uh, peace is, is sparse. Well, it's talked about sparsely. However, there's peace in abundance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, the thing about it is, you know, that's a great thing about knowing Christ and having a relationship with the Lord um, is that, I mean, no matter what you're going through, um, you know that you're in the palm of his hand if you belong to him, if you're born again, and that, you know, you can go through the trials and the tribulations of this world, whether it be you're going through an illness or, you know, whatever's happening, your marriage is in trouble or, um, you know, you're depressed, you're going through um, 
financial situation, whatever it could be, you know that it's going to be okay. It's going to work out to God's glory one way or another. He's going to take care of you. And we have those promises over and over in Scripture. So um, we do live in a very strange time, though, where, you know, we're being told things. And, and it's almost like we're living in the times where it says that there will be those that call evil good and good evil. It almost feels like we're there, doesn't it, Vince? It does. Yeah. Every, every day it feels that way. Yeah. And so, you know, now, like what we're talking about today, uh, we're being labeled as domestic terrorists. Uh, we're going to get into that a little bit more as we go through the program today. But, um, you know, I think we're already beginning to see that even before, um, you know, January 6th and the things that happened there, we were starting to see Christians being targeted um, as the bad guys, you know, kind of uh, from the rest of the world. And Jesus told us that was going to happen. He let us know that would happen in Scripture. He told us in John 15 that we would be hated. It says, if the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If it were, if ye were of the world, the world would love his own. Uh, but because you are not of the world, because I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Uh, I believe we're beginning to see that come to pass and uh, more and more. I mean, it's not just with, um, you know, the situation that we're going through right now uh, with the way they keep pointing back to January 6th and saying that, you know, Christians were part of that insurrection. Uh, but we're also seeing it all the way back uh, a few years ago where we had bakers that were being attacked because they wouldn't make cakes for homosexual marriages and things like that. We've, we've been watching it for a while, so it's nothing new. It's been happening since the apostles were running around. You remember when uh, when Paul was at the temple and some of the Jews had recognized him from his teachings in Asia, and he was there in Jerusalem now, and they recognized him and said, hey, that's the guy that's been causing problems everywhere. Everybody get him, and the, the mob just went and got him. I mean, this has been happening for a long time, Vince. Absolutely, and you know, Doug, we're, we're just a few days removed of the anniversary of 9-11. Yeah. And I know I'm a little bit younger than you, but I, I just wasn't... A little. Just a little. I wasn't necessarily familiar with that term terrorist right. before 9-11. I was in high school. I remember what, you know, where I was, what I was doing, all that stuff. I do remember that. But terrorism wasn't talked about a lot. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was in some circles, but for me... I just wasn't as familiar with that. So when they said terrorists have attacked uh, the buildings in New York, I'm going terrorists. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not not real familiar with that. And so, of course, by now we've grown. That's just part of the regular vocabulary. And right. and now this new term has come up: domestic terrorist. Yeah. Now, like I said in high school, these people that attacked us were labeled as terrorists. And it became a word of, you know, these aren't good people. Yeah. And now this transformation, maybe it's not a transformation, but I guess an addition to building off of that term domestic terrorist, yeah. that obviously is also a word that uh, injects fear and scariness and the enemy and things like that. But then how do we define what that means is, is kind of what's becoming more and more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely... Uh, like you said, terrorism to me before that always happened in other places. Mm-hmm. It had never happened in our own 
soil. You know, it always happened in the Middle East or something. I remember uh, when hostages were taken in Iran uh, back in the Carter administration. I'm old enough to remember all those things. And those were the terrorists. We never thought that it would come here. And now we, we were told then that it was these Middle Eastern terrorists that did that. And now we're being told it's a domestic threat that's more threatening than the terrorism in the Middle East. Yeah, as an anniversary to, to 9-11, yeah. like we're highlighting domestic terrorism. I think you'll be surprised to hear what people like President Biden, President Bush, and many others are labeling as domestic terrorists. Quite frankly, it might be you. So stick around to find out if you're a domestic terrorist. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time Message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. The seven vials are coming in the form of sores, darkness, great hail, people being scorched with immense heat, and more. Bible prophecy shows us that each of these judgments will be far worse than anything imaginable. The good news is, there is hope. In our brand new video, learn how to be immune from these gruesome judgments and have peace in the end time. This month only, get our new DVD, The Seven Vials, with a gift of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call us at 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. This offer is only valid through the end of the month. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call 800-END-TIME. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We do want to remind you that Dave and Janet will be in Princeton, Kentucky, uh, this weekend, Saturday at six p.m. and Sunday at ten a.m. On Saturday, Dave's going to be talking about the future, and on Sunday, he'll be talking about breaking prophetic fulfillments with a question and answer session to follow. So if you'd like to ask Dave a question live and in person, uh, you can do it right there during that session. So be sure if you're in the Kentucky area, make plans to join them in Princeton, Kentucky. Uh, you can learn more about the venue, address, etc. at endtime.com slash events. That's E-N-D-T-I-M-E dot com slash events. All right, Doug, we're talking about domestic terrorism because as you and I have read the news... Um, we found out that sometimes that targets people like us. Yeah. And we don't like that because that's Mm -hmm. not accurate. 
Right. I hate it. I don't like inaccuracy. <laughs> right. I don't like it when I mess something up, you know, because I said something before I had all the information. I thought I had all the information and more came out. I hate it when I do that. Right. Um, but nonetheless, we really don't like it when we get called domestic terrorists um, because we believe in the Bible. Right. And, you know, a few weeks ago, Vince, you remember we had the, uh, it was a chart that was on one of the news agencies where the uh, Homeland Security had come out with the three top uh, domestic threats or terrorist threats, I should say. And one of them was um, that uh, it would be someone who doesn't believe that the 2020 elections were legit. Uh, The other one would be that uh, you don't believe the uh, COVID and the vaccine protocol, all those things. And then the third was the 9-11 holiday coming up. So that puts domestic terrorism two steps above foreign terrorism and the the people who supposedly are responsible for uh, 9-11. And, you know, I know there's people out there, Vince, that are convinced that 9-11 was an inside job and, you know, that's a whole other thing, conspiracy theories like crazy, and there's all kinds of information out there that, that people believe uh, that we're going off what we have been told, what we have seen, you know. And, Trigger and word so, there, Doug. Yeah, well, I'm just saying we're, that's why we're we're talking about this today. We know that we're not talking about was this conspiracy, was it an inside job, was it not an inside job. Everybody has their own opinions about that. When we remember 9-11, we're remembering the lives that were lost there, the innocent lives in those towers, the first responders who lost their lives. That's what we remember. We remember how America did come together after that. We, we knew that we had a, a common enemy and it brought people together. So on that remembrance of that, this is what they chose to talk about instead of remembering those people that, that died that day. Yeah, so we just had the 20th anniversary and George W. Bush warned of a new danger coming from within the country. So this is a new danger. He said, we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. There is little culture overlap, excuse me, there is little cultural overlaps between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. They are children of the same foul spirit and it is our continuing duty to confront them. Before I finish this, Doug, this irks me just because it's like this is supposed to be the twenty. It's supposed to be a ceremony of the twentieth anniversary, and we're taking focus off of that and trying to press some agenda. Yeah, you know exactly. what is this new violence that we're talking about that is formed from within? Yeah, has nothing to do with the reason why they gathered and had mm-hmm. um, international television coverage and all that. But now we're going to take this moment to try to push some other idea and, uh, into your brain. And that just, I don't like it when people do that either. Right. Uh, it says the United States has seen an uptick in homegrown terror threats in recent years, particularly from white supremacists capped by the deadly January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol by followers of Republican former President Donald Trump. Now, re- remember, Vince, who, who's talking there? George Bush, the second, right? W. Right, yeah. George W. Bush, president. Yep. So we got we got George Dub there, and he's 
pointing the finger at Republicans. Who put him in office when he was president? Well, not just Republicans. Republican uh, followers of a Republican former president, Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. So, Republicans. <laughs> you can call it what you want. He I'm can call it what he wants. That's what they but, wanted but to do. Yeah, I mean, those are the people responsible for putting George Bush in the presidency. And remember that this whole war that, that Joe Biden just left Afghanistan and the way he left Afghanistan, they're, they're saying that that's a victory after 20 years of war with the Taliban for the attacks on 9-11. But it doesn't feel like a victory right now. It doesn't. Uh, it, it it almost feels like we've been defeated there, uh, especially with the Taliban now taking over equipment and things like that. So, as we move into this next thing that we want to show, which is Hillary, I want you to notice where she deflects Afghanistan to. Okay, I'll look for it. All right. So let's let's see that video. You know, Madam Secretary, we have a new home here on Times Square, and as thrilled as I am to be here, I admit I'm a little nervous sometimes. I'm looking around more than I normally do. And I think a lot of Americans are concerned about a threat risk here in the United States because of our withdrawal from Afghanistan. Do you share those concerns? I think you always have to be uh, vigilant, Gail, and, and certainly that unfortunately comes with uh, living in the world as we know it today. But actually, I am more concerned about internal threats. Uh, We always have to be aware of and protect against external threats. But what really is uh, tearing our country apart and threatening our democracy is what we saw on January 6th. And I unfortunately have seen so much of that kind of continuing divisiveness and hatred and ideological uh, attitudes about our democracy, about each other. So, yes, we have to be constantly aware of potential uh, damage, attacks, threats from outside. But I think every American, uh, regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, Uh, should be as worried, if not more, right now about what we're doing to ourselves. Amen. (laughs) She was talking about Antifa, right? Uh, No, actually, she was not. Um, You know, that's that's the thing. So notice what she did, though. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was, okay. so the lady says, you know, I'm nervous about being in downtown New York and Times Square where our offices are located. I get nervous about this because of what happened in 9-11. Now we've got this thing with Afghanistan. You think she was nervous? Hillary really took that and went a different direction. No, I don't know if that lady's really nervous or not. I don't know anything about her, but she's playing a role just like a lot of other people. So but I I mean, I just thought it was very um, convenient for the way that she kind of took the attention off of what just happened in Afghanistan with the Taliban and turned it on. No, domestic violence is what we need to be worried about. What happened on January 6th is what we need to be worried about. Um, So anyway, I just that, you know, those kind of things get me a little fired up. (laughs) Well, for the most part, I'm going, man, Hillary, I think I think you're nailing it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm not sure that's what we like. Above something else, I'm not prioritizing it, but I'm right. going. I'm also concerned about this ideological foulness that is arising in our country. Yeah, ditto. Agreed. 
Right, but I think that you're looking at two different ends of the spectrum there. I suppose we might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, moving on, I just want to, to talk about for a second what um, the United States Patriot Act redefined as domestic terrorism. I want to read this so that we can understand some things as we move on. And, of course, we're not into the, the main cusp of where we're going today, but this is, this is helping us get there. Now, so, y'all, do you know when this was redefined? I do not. I'm sorry. I should have looked that up at when it was redefined. But I'll try uh, to find it while okay, you're Okay, yeah, if you want to do that. So Section 802 of the U.S. Patriot Act expanded the definition of terrorism to cover domestic as opposed to international terrorism. A person engages in domestic terrorism if they do an act dangerous to human life that is a violation of the criminal laws of the state or the United States. If the act appears to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population, influence the uh, policy of the government by intimidation, or coercence, or to affect the conduct of the government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping. Additionally, the acts have to occur primarily within the territorial jurisdiction of the United States, and if they do not, they may be regarded as international terrorism. So, it's telling you right there that these are violent acts, that they're criminal acts, that people are intimidated or coerced, in government and in these things by these uh, domestic terrorism. Did you find anything of when it was? I did, and I'm shocked. Yeah. When, when do you think that would have been changed? Uh, if you prob- had to guess. I would say probably in 2020. 2002. Really? Hmm. It's almost as if there was some foresight. Yeah. That's kind of odd, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really weird. Hmm. I'm shocked. I am too. I'm very shocked. It, it's it's like you said. There, could there be something that they knew ahead of time? I don't know. Well, we know we know that's the case. I mean, there, there's certainly an agenda. There's certainly yeah. a, a uh, ideological warfare going on from within. Yeah, absolutely. there's no doubt about that. I don't think anyone on either side would would argue that. I don't on know. Any of Vince, the sides, they they might. Some people might. Of course. It might be saying that we're doing that, you know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like either I see way, what you're saying now. Yeah. No yeah. matter which, which Both side, both sides you could fall agree, on. but they would point the finger at the other. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, okay. So having this definition, understanding what domestic terrorism is, I want to look at two different protests that have happened within the last year and a half or so. Okay. So uh, if we can watch that first uh, protest, this is after the death of. Uh, George Floyd. Minneapolis today, with its charred remnants of last night's rioting, the fury evident at every corner. Overnight, demonstrators had rampaged. The violence, the anger, and the flames, at times well out of control, continued until dawn. And throughout, looting was equally rampant. Okay, so Vince, looking at that video, that looks pretty horrific to me. I mean, I'm seeing buildings burn. I'm seeing uh, neighborhoods torn apart. Uh, we, we saw worse things than this. This is only just one small clip over that, that time. And, and I'm not saying that, uh, you know, people didn't have the right to be enraged. But 
to act out the way they did, the things that were happening. And it was being encouraged by some people in the political realm. Uh, people were being told, you know, get in people's faces and, and intimidate them and scare them and let them know that this is not right. And we we saw people, I mean, I saw videos during that time of people being taken out of their cars, just innocent people who turned down the wrong street at the wrong time, had been surrounded, pulled out of their cars, and beaten, some of them almost to death. Some of them probably did die. I know a guy here in the Dallas area that was a storefront owner, he did get killed. They showed the video, and they, they beat him to death in, in the street. And so we saw these things happen. So to me, when I look at the definition of domestic terrorism, that would surely go up there, I would think, as domestic terrorism. And it was never called that. Antifa, Black that, Lives that's Matter. That's your point for bringing it up. It's, that's why I'm bringing it up. It's it's not to say you're taking a side on George yeah, Floyd's not, situation. Not at you all. You didn't want him to die. All that stuff. Absolutely. It's simply to say, look at what occurred. Yeah. Look at how they defined domestic terrorism. And then look at how they talked about what happened. Right. Which they never did. They never talked about. As a matter of fact, one... One news agency, I remember there being a fire in the background and the reporter standing in the street saying it's a very peaceful protest as a building was burning behind it. And I also and, remember just a few weeks ago when they said the Taliban seems like they're quite nice. Yeah, they're very friendly and they're yelling yeah. death to America. Yeah. Yeah. So same news agency. Yeah. So, okay, so you see one one case never mentioned. That they never talked about this being any kind of terrorist acts okay now let's look at how, how long is this next video we got less than two minutes uh we can do All right. so let's look at this next one of january 6th All right. this is uh, looking at inside or look at this these protesters are inside statuary hall right now you see the statues this is a a moment i never saw in my life these individuals just rush through security they are inside Statuary Hall. This is a legendary, a legendary place uh, where all of us uh, who've covered Capitol Hill, it's hard to believe what we're seeing right there. They're just walking through. Where are Capitol Police? Uh, it, it's, it's a strange, it's an awful situation. They're having a good time in Statuary Hall. Jake Tapper, I, I don't know about you, but this is an incredibly dangerous situation that's unfolding here in the United States. It's uh, stunning, Wolf. It's absolutely stunning, and it's quite frankly dangerous. Uh, President Trump could stop this with one tweet, but instead he's on Twitter attacking Vice President Pence for refusing to go along with his attempt at a coup, at a bloodless coup. We hope it stays bloodless. More about that, I guess, after the break. Sounds good, Doug. If you'd like to call in with a comment or a question, the number to call is one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. 
It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Seagal here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. I do want to remind you before we move forward, uh, Dave and Jana will be in Princeton, Kentucky this weekend on Saturday at six p.m. Dave will be talking about the future, and on Sunday morning at ten a.m. He'll be talking about breaking prophetic fulfillments. You can learn more about that conference by going to endtime.com slash events. Get the address, get the phone number, uh, whatever you need should be listed there. So be sure to do that if you're in the Kentucky area. Uh, Also, do want to remind you that this month only, the seven vials is available for a donation of any amount. We've had people give $600. We've had people give $5. It's really whatever the Lord lays on your heart. So go to endtime.com slash DVD and you can get the seven vials DVD for a gift of any amount. So make sure you do that today before that offer expires. If you're an Into the H Plus subscriber, you can also stream it for free. Um, if you're not, you can you can uh, sign up today at watch.endtime.com and stream it this afternoon if you would like. So uh, be sure to do that. Now, Doug, we just watched a video. We're talking about domestic terrorists, mm-hmm. uh, d- domestic terrorism. We just watched a video of what happened on January 6th. Of course, we also watched some uh, um, footage of what happened after the George Floyd riots. And we're talking about how they've defined domestic terrorism. Yeah. And how then they react to events like this. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, we were right up against a break, so we didn't have time to comment about that second video. But we want to make sure we did that before we went move forward. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that we know, Vince, is we know that um, there was some violence that took place that day. Um, we don't know... Um, exactly who all were involved in that we know that some police officers got pushed down and some of them got hurt uh you know a couple of them died they tried to say were killed by the insurrection but it turned out later that you know he had a heart condition and he actually had a heart attack now was it caused by the riot you know it appears that it could have been and i'm not saying that anybody was right in doing that that that's wrong we don't ever want to do anything in violence and some there's always bad apples in every bunch and you know that's on both sides of of the coin there there's there's, you're saying there's some good people on bad sides is that what you're saying (laughs) i'm I'm saying that the majority of those people 
on January 6th, as you saw, were walking through the Capitol building peacefully. Nobody had weapons. Now, was it illegal, though, for them to go in there? That's a good question. I don't know the answer. Because, for one thing, who's that building belong to? Well, but they have hours and they shut down. Right. I don't, I don't so know. So I, I remember during the, the Kavanaugh trials when they were, you know, talking to uh, Kavanaugh and trying to, to keep him from being put on the Supreme Court, there were people standing all over the place in the balconies and the, in, you know. But the, they were open then. Right. Were they closed and here? I, I don't think. Don't Hillary us, Doug. Answer the question. I think that okay. they, they were, but the thing is, there's video where the police officers were letting people yeah, in the is. building. Uh, it's hard to find those videos now, or, or we probably would have had some of those. You can't hardly yeah. find them anymore because they've taken them off of everything. But anyway, the, the whole point of the thing is is that we have people who never said a word about the, the protest and the violence that was happening uh, during the, the situation with George Floyd. You saw people pushing that narrative that you need to be out there. You need to be doing these things. Uh, but now we have this situation where uh, people went into the Capitol building and, like you saw, a majority of them were causing no threat. But you hear these commentators talking about how horrific this is. They were, most of them were walking inside of the ropes. Right. It's like, They're, look how dangerous this is. I'm, I'm watching it like, yeah. now, obviously, I don't, you, you know, it is not good. Right. But it's the commentary. It was almost as if that was not real commentary for that video. That's how off it was. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah. So, so anyway, as we move on, you'll kind of see where, where the blame is now being shifted. It's, it's not just, um, you know, these insurrectionists, but they're kind of blaming everyone here uh, that is a Christian and a particular group. And, you know, if, especially if they believe that you voted for Trump at all, you're part of the insurrection, the way that they're kind of labeling everything. But did you want to go to some calls before we move on? Yeah, let's do it. We'll go to John in Tennessee. John, welcome to End of the Age. Good afternoon. I hope I, everything is good with both of you, and you're all doing good. Doing well. We are uh, well. Thank you, sir. You have a great good. radio voice, John. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I have one comment about the uh, so-called domestic terrorism that we seem to be seeing so much about. Uh, I think it falls under a little bit of what Jesus warned us about with his all of it discourse when he said, see that you're not deceived. I believe that they're changing the word terrorist over to mean, essentially, if you don't agree with me, you're a terrorist. Yeah. If you agree with me, you're a good person. But if you don't agree with me, you're a terrorist. Now, that's just what I get out of it. I can't read their minds, of course, and I'm not going to pretend to, but that's what I get about it, is they're trying to make it to the point where people are willing to believe what they're told, irregardless of what they see with their lying eyes. Well, you're right, uh, John. And, you know, one of the things, touching on what you're talking about, Jesus was specifically speaking about the end of days there. And so when we look at it like that, we know what's coming. We know there's a world government coming. We know that the Antichrist is going to be the leader of that world government. And if you don't line up with the edicts of the uh, new world order, 
he's going to make war against you. He, you're going to go into captivity or you're going to be killed by the sword, the scriptures say. And so we know right. that this shift is coming. And I, I agree with you 100%, John. Yeah, I fully, I fully agree that everything that they're trying to do now is to educate the world to accept what they're told and just back off and do it. It's, it's kind of like the tactics. In fact, in Antifa, it seems to be using the playbook that was used by the uh, Nazi regime and their SA unit where they were doing their own people and trying to convert them to doing what they were told. But that's my outlook on to it. Secondly, I have a question about Jerusalem Prophecy College. Uh, my wife and I went through the college, and it's been over a year now, and it's an excellent program. I cannot tell people enough to get on to it. Get on to it and do it. And I was wondering, was there ever a handout printed that you might have mailed out with the weekly newsletter or something, I don't recall it, that did a general description of the college or something that we could get a hold of to hand people to put the you know, the information and the website and all that in their face after they, you know, get busy and forget about what I said or <laughs> something like that. That would be a bone if there is something. I don't think you can probably afford to go doing it, but if there is something like that, it would be great to get a hold of some so I could hand them out to people. I've even considered making some up. But, uh, John, we've done a you, uh, we've done a number of things uh, throughout the years for for that. Some, you know, similar to what you've described. I can't uh, pinpoint to one specifically. I just know that we've done it. Um, if you wanted to uh, email us, you can do that, and uh, we can see what we can track down here. I, I'm confident we have some uh, resources like what you've described, though. Okay, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. That would- keep it in people's minds longer than the conversation that I have and they would have to you know not just take my word for it but uh, go on the website and check it out certainly great idea we appreciate the thought Uh, we'll be looking for your email so we can uh, get that in your hands hang in there we're all headed to the same place I believe and you know when, when it's all said and done we win so it's just a fight to get there Amen. Well, we will uh, look for your email, and we'll see you uh, there if we don't see you before that, Doug. Amen. <laughs> All right, Doug, how do you want to move forward? We've got a lot <laughs> yeah, a lot of time left, a lot of information to share, and a number of calls. So. Let's, let's talk about this next article just to kind of let everybody know where we're going in case we don't get all the way through this, uh, through our content here, and we can take some more calls. All right. Uh, we will get to the story about Bill Maher. Uh, HBO host Bill Maher blamed the Capitol riot on Christianity and conflated those who believe the QAnon conspiracy theory with those who have faith in religion. He said, as long as we're going to go to the trouble of another impeachment trial, so obviously this was before that, right. uh, we might as well be honest about what is what it's really about. The events... I'm quoting him, the events of January 6th were a faith-based initiative. There's a lot of talk now in liberal corners about how Republicans should tell their base who still believe the election was rigged that they need to grow up and move on and stop asking the rest of us to respect their mass delusion. And of course it is mass delusion, but the inconvenient truth here is that you 
if you accord religious faith the kind of exalted respect we do here in America, you've already lost the argument that mass delusion is bad. It's fun to laugh at QAnon with the baby-eating lizard people and the pedophilia pizza parlors, but have you ever read the book of Revelation? Mar said to a smattering of applause. That's the Bible. That's your holy book, Christians. Mar went on to scoff at the symbolic content of Revelation, which he seemingly assumed was meant to be taken literally. So, Bill Mar comes straight out and blames Christians. Well, and no one's surprised by that. Yeah, because we know he's an atheist. Or yeah. I guess it's atheist. He's not agnostic, as he's atheist. So that sounds like a faith-based initiative, by the way. Yeah. But. <laughs> but he has a huge following. And, and when you watch the video, I watched the video of that. And uh, when you watch it, they're laughing and, and you know jeering and going on and on about the seven-headed dragon that he believes is actually a seven-headed dragon because he doesn't understand Scripture because he doesn't believe in God. Uh, but he doesn't understand what all that's about, so he's making fun of it. And uh, we just see how, okay, now it's gone from these are uh, Republicans to now we're saying these are Christians. And this was a faith-based initiative to storm the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, to, to me, that's very worrisome because... Uh, it's it's trying to label that all Christians are responsible for what happened on January 6th. So it's putting us in that same category. Now, we have also, we've had those trials lately where they've talked about what happened on January 6th. And and just to kind of touch this, and then we can take the, the calls, but the the police officer that, one of the police officers that was testifying there, he said that it was Christian nationalist. So someone who is a Christian and who loves their country, who loves the United States of America as a Christian, that we could have denounced this. We could have just let the law go there and, and not done this. But instead, Christian nationalists have stood shoulder to shoulder with domestic terrorists. So he's, he's saying that basically we stand beside terrorists as Christians. So that, that's worrisome to me, too. Well, and he also adds that that's a clear threat Christian nationalism presents to our democracy, our values, and even our very existence as a nation. Yeah. Christian so, nationalists do that. Yeah, the existence of a nation, which it's because of Christians that this nation exists. It's because of Christians that our forefathers, I mean, they were Christian men that stood up against a tyrannical government back in 1776 and and won this country for us and the freedoms that we share now. But now the Christians have become the terrorists. Very interesting. Well, that's their opinion. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that's the way the British looked at, you know, the the colonists, that they were Christian terrorists. All right. Well, we have a few open lines. If you want to get in the show, you better call now. The number is one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We'll get to the calls after this break. 
I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We want to get right to the phone, so let's go to Lydia in California. Lydia, welcome to Into the Age. Hello. Well, thank you for having me on the radio. I've never been on the radio before. <laughs> oh, well, um, welcome. We're glad to have you. Oh, thank you. You guys are doing an awesome job. Me and my husband love watching you guys. Dave is doing an awesome job. Of course, we miss um, Brother Baxter. Yeah, um, absolutely. I just wanted to say, you know, going towards everything you're talking about, that's why I really feel like it's so important for people to buy the DVDs. Yes, we can watch the end of, of Age Plus. Of course, it's important um, to have that. I think it's an awesome tool. Um, however, if they start censoring us, which we know there are possibilities because they consider us terrorists, um, if we don't have the DVDs, we can't continue to share you know, what you guys have worked so hard for and what the Lord wants us to share, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just want to tell you, you guys have opened my eyes. I mean, the Lord has used you tremendously. Um, my husband's going to be so shocked because I was the one that wanted to hide my head in the, <laughs> you know, in the sand. I figured my husband would tell me when it's time to run. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to go near Revelation. But now that I understand it, I know it's revealing to Jesus Christ. It's not meant to be scary. Right. So I thank you guys. All right. That's awesome. Now, Lydia, it, should I assume that you have the seven vials then? Yes. We ordered the seven vials. We've ordered. Um, have, we have you watched those. it yet? Oh, yes. It's awesome. Dave did an awesome job. And you so it sounds did. like you'd recommend it. That's all. I'm... Oh, oh yeah. No, I would recommend it highly. All of your DVDs, um, I can't wait for the ones that Dave's doing to update the understanding of the end times. Yeah. Um. I'm really excited. Um, my husband teaches your classes or the classes, and, um, you know, it's, it's just a blessing. I mean, mostly to the people at our church. However, you know, hopefully some come in that aren't so they can their eyes can be opened as well. Yeah. You, you said you guys host a group? Yes, we host a group. Um, we have, like, life group sessions, and so... Um, during our life group, that's what we do, is we've done Revelations 1, 2, and Understanding the End Times. Man, it sounds wow. like you have everything. <laughs> we we do, we do, and I highly recommend them to anybody. Even though you can watch it on, you know, you can watch it at End of Age Plus, which is a blessing, but having them, you know, you're, what if your internet goes out? What if, you know, what if they do block our internet? Yeah. What if, you know, it doesn't, 
it just is another tool that's really helpful. Do you subscribe to the magazine? Uh, we have a magazine, yes. And, I'm and trying to figure out what I can give you, Lydia, but it doesn't <laughs> sound like I don't have anything left. You know what you can give me? You can give me a prayer every day. Just lift me up to the Lord, and that'll be enough for me and our family. Right. Well, praise the we'll Lord. be praying for you, Lydia. We appreciate your call. We appreciate your very kind remarks. Uh, we also miss Irvin. We talk about it all the time. Of course, uh, we also know that Irvin would have said, keep going forward. He, he was fully committed to fulfilling his God-given purpose. Mm-hmm. We all have our God-given purpose as well. And it's in alignment with what Irvin was called to do um, and what God has called also, all of us to do. And so we are pushing forward our team here. Of course, we miss him, but we are on mission. We believe we've been called for this time. We believe you all have been called for this time as well. And so we know that we're in this together and we're lifting each other up in prayers. And we're believing that we're going to see uh, the prophecies in the Bible fulfilled. And we can't wait to help facilitate the revival that's coming to our world. We believe we will see revival like has never been seen before. Uh, before Jesus' second coming. And uh, we're so excited to be teamed up with all of you um, to, to see that happen. And uh, uh, we just, I guess we're ecstatic about it, Doug. I mean, there's bad things coming as far as if we look at it through our physical eyes. Yeah. But from a spiritual perspective, none of that stuff can slow us down. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I was thinking this morning about how, you know, there are going to be persecution that comes. We are going to go through the great tribulation. And yeah. and some of us here, some of us watching might go through some of that persecution. Um, however, when we get under that pressure, there's no telling what the Lord's going to do. I started thinking about yeah. what happened to the disciples and now, you know, uh, they're transformed to totally different locations. This is stuff you only <laughs> see on movies. right? But Jesus used them to do things like that. Yeah. And it's like, by, at that point, we're not going to be caught up in what had just happened. We're going to be wanting to just fulfill God's purpose no matter what. And it's not going to be like, whoa, did I just do Did that just happen? <laughs> right. It's going to be, what's my next mission? You yeah. know. And so I was excited this morning thinking about how you and I might get to go through some of those things yeah. uh, to further God's kingdom. So. Yeah. It's well, you know, we have time. those promises that we're going to be strong and do exploits. God's going to allow us to be put in situations where he's going to do amazing things and prove that he is God. So Absolutely. It's exciting. All right. Well, be like Lydia and get the seven vials DVD at endtime.com slash DVD. We'll get back to the calls. Let's go to Michael in Florida. Michael, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, Vince. How are you doing? We're well. How are you, Michael? Good, good. Uh, my question is that deals with Daniel chapter 7 and Revelation 13, you know, the United States protecting Israel with the eagle's wings. Uh, the question I have to you, I'm just seeking your opinion. Um, do you believe that since Satan knows that it, he is, has a very short time before, you know, I guess his end time, you know, on earth, um, that he could possibly be trying to thwart things around. That's just my way of saying it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I do. When, when the when the scriptures tell us that, you know, we have to be aware that false prophets will be coming out and they'll be saying, look, the Messiah is in the desert. Don't go out there. The Messiah is here. Don't go there because we'll know when Jesus comes back, he's going to come back in the sky and the clouds with power and great glory. He tells us that, but he tells us there's going to be deception going on, like our caller told us earlier in the program. And, and so I do believe that uh, the enemy knows somewhat that his time is going to be short, especially when he's cast to the earth and he loses that spot in heaven. Uh, Dave made a great uh, comment yesterday in prayer. He had been speaking to uh, one of the pastors there at, at our church and the pastor told him that, you know, right now the enemy attacks us in the spiritual realm. When he comes to earth, he believes it's going to be more of a physical battle that we're dealing with because now the enemy's been cast to the earth and he's bound on the earth. And so uh, I believe that he is trying to manipulate things now. He's got people confused. Remember that Satan is the master of confusion. He's the father of lies. And so that's why a lot of people right now believe that we're looking at the mark of the beast with this vaccine. It's not time for that to happen yet. But I believe that the enemy is trying to uh, distort things and make people think that we're at a time that we're not there yet. So I, I agree with yeah, your sure. comment for sure. Yeah. It's just that, like, I, I've seen how um, so many things are going on to where, like, we're supposed to pull out of this uh, one world government. But it seems like how Satan is empowering the, the left and certain pe- certain politicians in Congress to keep pulling us that way. It's that You know, that's just what I see. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those other things. I mean, it's going to confuse people. People are going to get confused, just like I believe with the timing of the rapture. Uh, When things begin to happen, people are going to be like, wait a second. I thought that we were going to be raptured out before this happened. And that's just the the enemy uses every opportunity. Uh, It's been said before to never waste a good crisis. There's people that have said that in the past, and that's the enemy's deal, too. Never waste a good crisis. If he can bring fear into a situation, the enemy's going to bring fear in the situation. And we know God's word says the opposite of that, that we're not given a spirit of fear. And so uh, you're right. The author of Confusion is doing a good job right now confusing folks. All right. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you, Michael. All right, let's go to Jay in California. Jay, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hi, Jay. Hi, how you doing? We're well, how are you? Oh, doing good, doing good. Um, I just want to comment on uh, um, whatever their intentions are in trying to make people uh, uh, against the U.S., you know, the left and all that stuff to try and... I'm, um, I see stuff going on around the country at people's front yards that match exactly what you guys, you know, where Urban Baxter was talking about how eventually we're going to be separated from all that. But um, I'm seeing a lot more American flags hanging out in people's front yards than I ever did 10 years ago. And they're not old flags. I mean, there's a lot of new ones. And I'm starting to see, you know, like when I go walking around the neighborhood, and I'm talking, if I walk around for about an hour, I can probably count at least 30, 40 of them. And you're in California. Yeah. <laughs> and, and um, you know, and I mean by the, the uh, 
the groups that they're even trying to target against the U.S. I'm starting to see even those groups, um, you know, put flags on their on their front yards, whether they're big flags or little flags or whatever. Um, it's it's not going the way they want. That's all I know. Well, know? I'm praying and believing with you, Jay, that that's happening. Yes. That there's is people are are being given a wake up call. And, uh, yeah, I and, see it all over the place. Even yeah. um, other friends that I've talked to um, that have said they've seen the same thing. And so, you know, uh, you know, and all I can think about, you know, when I see that stuff, I say, yeah, yeah, you know, it's already starting to kind of make that little U-turn uh, slowly but surely, you know. And, right. I well, mean, uh, let me just tell you, too, to encourage you this way as well. Is what you're seeing happen in the physical, we're also watching happen in the spiritual because we yeah. get phone calls yeah, every day. We get emails every day from people that are saying, hey, I need a closer walk with the Lord. I need to get in a church where I can have a relationship with Jesus. And we're seeing that yeah. happen. So I believe there's a spiritual awakening happening as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I agree. Um, I mean, every friend I talk to, you know, they, um, I mean, I, I have friends laughing at me because there's a um, there's a guy that was trying to sell me solar uh, one time, and he was a young guy, and uh, I actually got him to actually download the end of the age app right there in front of me in my driveway. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, uh, he even knows something was going on. Yeah. And, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, that I was talking to him about end times, and you know, you know, talking about scriptures and stuff like that he knew very little but he even knew that there was something going on shaken that yeah that he couldn't even explain and and i said well here's the best thing for this is just uh, you know just get this app and you know i've never seen the guy again but i'm sure at least maybe he opens it up once or twice that's right you're planting seeds yeah amen um, um you know and he said he was only like 30 years old or something like that i'm quite a bit older than he is so i mean so this is kind of all over yeah so i mean and i am a subscriber into the age and got all the good stuff and read the magazine and seen the seven vials and all the good stuff and uh, i'm on board with it all right wonderful jay we appreciate you calling we appreciate your kind remarks um you know doug we've been talking about it really over the last couple of days but specifically on the break there's some things happening in the spirit realm that we're seeing that we've haven't seen at least i haven't seen or felt and um you know similarly there's things going on in america that aren't being broadcast i think that's the key is they're not going to broadcast the things that don't fit their agenda whoever they are um and so there's an uprising that's happening not in a uh dramatic dangerous takeover but in a spiritual takeover so make sure you're part of that read your bible pray and watch into the age every single day (laughs) we'll see you tomorrow at 3 p.m this has been end of the age brought to you by the faithful partners of end time ministries if you're not currently a partner with end time ministries or if you would like more information we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.